and, and watch for those things. Uh, I think he does that uh, every day uh, and uh, puts those things in our path uh, each day. Jeremiah chapter 1. Last week we uh, looked at the first half of this chapter. Uh, I want to look at the, the last half uh, today. And we talked a little bit last week about the uh, preparation of the prophet. Uh, how God got Jeremiah ready uh, for what uh, task he had uh, in preaching uh, to uh, the Israelites or specifically to uh, the people of Judah. Uh, And in the second half of this chapter now we see uh, God's provision. Uh, Jeremiah, uh, like Moses, uh, offered some excuses. Lord, I'm too young. Uh, He would have been probably about 20, we speculate. Uh, He uh, said, I'm too young, I'm not uh, able, Uh, who am I to to go? And certainly this would have been a difficult thing to do. we, uh, as we look through the book of Jeremiah, uh, some of these messages are extremely uh, brutal. Uh, They are harsh. And Jeremiah, being a 20-year-old man, preaching uh, to, in many cases, his own family, uh, his own friends and loved ones, his his fellow countrymen, uh, warning them of the impending destruction. Uh, that, uh, that God had if they uh, failed to repent. And so this would have been a difficult uh, message. And so in here, uh, we're going to begin to see uh, in this section, beginning in verse, uh, again, verse 11, how God uh, gives him the provisions he needs, uh, tells him what he needs to hear uh, to go out and to be uh, this prophet. Uh, And again, as I said last week, uh, I think the book of Jeremiah may uh, be as uh, appropriate for uh, 2021 in America uh, as any passage of Scripture uh, in the Bible. And uh, I'm certain uh, that last week, uh, I know I, uh, I said some things uh, that uh, I said, for example, uh, that, we, that Christians, godly men and women, uh, should consider uh, running for office. Uh, and, and I stick by that. I, I think we should. Uh, but I'm sure when I said that, there were probably uh, some, as I, even as I was saying it, going, not me. Uh, you know, not me. Uh, you know, I, I'm too old or I'm too young or... You know, coming up with some kind uh, of, uh, of excuse. What I want you to see this morning uh, as we look at this passage uh, is, is that God uh, takes away those excuses. Uh, God takes away our, uh, our reasons and our answers uh, for not being willing to stand up and proclaim uh, the truth. And so this morning, uh, as we begin in verse 11, uh, he's going to give Jeremiah... Uh, a couple uh, of uh, images. He's going to give him a couple visions uh, to start out uh, his ministry. Beginning in verse uh, 11, the word of the Lord came to him and said, Jeremiah, what do you see? Uh, what, what do you see in front of you? And Jeremiah answered and says, I see an almond branch. And the Lord said to me, you've seen well, uh, for I'm watching over my word to perform it. So the first thing uh, that God does for Jeremiah after telling him uh, that I've got a a mission for you in verse 5, I've uh, I've sent you out, uh, and then Jeremiah answers him uh, in uh, the next few verses, I'm too young, uh, you know, I I can't do it. Uh, And God responds, and so he, he gives him a vision 
to send him out to equip him to prepare him uh, for uh, what he is uh, calling him uh, to do. And the first thing I think we learn. Uh, in this text then is that simple, uh, that simple message that if God calls us and assigns us a task, He will give us the tools we need to carry out that task. If God calls you to drive a nail, He will not give you a screwdriver. Uh, he will give you the hammer you need uh, or you already have the hammer uh, to drive that nail with. And we see that uh, time and time again uh, throughout Scripture. We see that uh, with Moses. We we see that uh, with Noah. Time and time again, when God gave uh, man a task to do, He gave them the nece- uh, necessary uh, supplies, the necessary resources, skills uh, that they needed uh, to carry out that, uh, that particular task. And so uh, the first vision we see here, uh, we see in these revelations that are provided, uh, the first vision uh, is a vision uh, of an almond branch. Now, uh, when you and I look at that, when you say, I don't know about you, but quite honestly, uh, I, I don't know if I would know an almond branch if you were whipping me with it. I, you know, I, I really wouldn't. I don't, well, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't know, you know I, I know almonds when I see them, but I have no idea uh, what they grow on or how they grow or what they look like. Uh, you know, I don't know if any of you have had to go out and pick your own hickory, if you picked one off an almond tree or not. Uh, you know, that may be the worst form of punishment known to man. Go pick your own hickory, by the way. Uh, you know, but an almond branch. But Jeremiah understood clearly uh, what God was saying. An almond, uh, the almond tree was the first tree uh, to blossom uh, in that area. It was the first tree uh, after the winter uh, to begin to bloom. Many times, uh, again, very far uh, ahead of, of the other uh, plants that were there. It, uh, uh, it would bud, it would bear fruit uh, long before uh, the other uh, trees. And so when, uh, when Jeremiah is asked, what do you see? He says, I see blossoms uh, on the almond branch. I see blooms on uh, the almond branch. And, uh, and Jeremiah is told, you are exactly right. And, just, and what God was saying to Jeremiah uh, was just as uh, you, know, uh, you know, I don't even know uh, some of you who are uh, more agricultural minded than I am, I don't know what the first thing to bloom in this area is. Uh, in my yard, it's usually dandelions or clover. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the first thing that bloom uh, is in our area, uh, but I bet some of you do. Uh, yeah, I bet some of you know what to look for. You see it, and, and you look and go, ah, winter's over. Spring is, uh, is around the corner because I, I see the, I don't know, maybe it's dogwoods. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is that begins to bloom, you see certain things begin to happen, and you go, oh, spring is coming. Yeah, the winter is over, spring is coming. And what Jeremiah is being told here, and what he would realize uh, by being familiar with the area and familiar with the almond tree, when, when, when you see the almond blooming, when you see the almond tree bloom, spring is coming. It's about to change seasons. And so what God was saying, God says to him then, he says, and I am watching too. I've got my eye on it too. What he's saying is, is I am watching the people. I am watching, and seasons are about to change. 
Things are about to change for the Jew. I am about to bring about judgment uh, for their sin. I'm about to bring about judgment for their idolatry. I am about to bring uh, about judgment uh, for their adultery, spiritual and literal. Uh, I am about to bring judgment uh, for their intermarriage. I am about uh, to lower the boom. Just as when you see the almond bloom, you know spring is just around the corner. Jeremiah, I'm telling you, I am telling the people, look around you and see the signs and know that judgment is at hand. Folks, I'm here this morning to tell you that right here in the United States of America, the almond tree is blooming. The almond tree is blooming. The signs are everywhere. If God, as someone has said, if God allows America to continue on the road she is traveling, He's going to have to dig up Sodom and Gomorrah and apologize to them. When we look around us, just as Jeremiah, you can see that tree blooming, you know it's springtime. Every time you turn on the news, you can hear the news and you hear what's going on in this nation. You hear the, uh, the crime, you hear the sin, you see the idolatry, you see the, uh, the lack of reverence and respect for all things holy. What you need to remember is the almond tree is blooming. Judgment is hovering. Judgment is coming. He says, you see that almond tree, and I see it too. And the things that are, and I'm about to execute my judgment. He says, you sing well. He says, I am watching over my word to perform it. He says, I have proclaimed. Remember what, one, of, one of the simple things that I can point to and, and remind you when he says, I'm watching over my word to proclaim it. You remember what he told the, the, the Israelites going all the way back to Abraham with the Abrahamic covenant. He said to them, if you will obey me, if you will follow me, if you will keep my commandments, I'll give you a land flowing with milk and honey. But, but, if you turn on me, if you take strange gods, if you don't worship me, he said, I'll wipe you out. I'll judge you and I'll punish you. God says, I'm watching the signs on the almond tree, getting ready to perform my word. Listen, God sees the almond tree. Do we see the almond tree? He goes on and gives him a, a, a second vision here. And he tells him what it is. He says, the word of the Lord came a second time saying, what do you see? And he said, I see a boiling pot facing away from the north. So if it's facing away from the north, which way is it facing? South. I see a boiling pot in the north facing south. And the Lord said to me, Out of the north disaster shall be let loose on all the inhabitants of the land. I will let loose. He goes on and says, For behold, I am calling all the tribes of the kings of the north, declares the Lord, and they shall come, and everyone shall uh, set his throne uh, at the entrance of the gate of Jerusalem against all its walls all around and against all the cities of Judea. Of Judah, excuse me. You know what God says? God says, Jeremiah, what do you see? 
Jeremiah says, I see a bawling pot in the north, tipped to the south. If you look at a map of Israel today, you will see that on, all, on three of their four sides, they are surrounded by enemies. On one side, they have what they called the Great Sea. But on the north, the, the east, and the south, all three, they are surrounded by enemies. And God says, I'm watching the signs. You've got to put these two visions together. I'm watching the signs, and I'm about to perform my word. Now, what do you see? I see a bawling pot, tipping, leaning toward the south from the north. When, when nations invaded Israel, almost always they came from the north. Even when the enemy was on the east, because of the desert, because of the terrain, they would go up and they would come down from the north and invade Israel. God says to Jeremiah, I see the signs. And I am about to allow them to be, I'm about to allow Israel, I'm about to allow Judah to be overrun by her enemy. They are going, he says, to set up basically a party at the gates of Jerusalem. They're going to judge, I'm going to bring judgment on Jerusalem. I'm going to bring punishment on Jerusalem. You look in the second chapter, and God willing, I'm going to, it's really large, but God willing, next week I'm going to preach to you out of the second chapter, the whole second chapter. I encourage you, go home and read it. In the second chapter, God lays out all of His claims. He lays out all His reasons, all the, the accusations against uh, the people of Israel. Someone has said, chapter 2 is God filing for divorce from the people of Israel. He says to Je Jeremiah, you go tell the people, judgment is coming from the north. I'm going to allow them to be overrun because of their sin. I'm giving you the information you need. Folks, we need to be telling the world, just as God tells Jeremiah, that God will judge sin. Listen, we, we, we live in a society where sin has become a joke. You listen to the average comedian on, on the television. You hear the, the jokes that are told. People don't take sin seriously. People don't even use the word sin anymore. They asked they ask Osteen a while back that question about sin. He said, oh, I don't use that word. You better. God uses it. And God judges it. God, God sees sin. God measures sin, and God punishes sin. You want to know what our message is today? You say, oh, I don't know what to say to people. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be a witness. I don't, listen, let me tell you, the message hasn't changed since the day of Jeremiah. Sin still offends God. A lot of things have changed in our world. Some good, some bad. I like some things that have changed. I don't know why, but for some reason this morning, I think somebody's got up there and adjusted the air condition vents. I can feel the air today. I like some changes. But some of the changes in this world are not good. One thing that has not changed 
sin is still sin. There's still ten commandments, not four commandments and six suggestions. God's law is still the law. Jeremiah has that revelation given to him. He says, here's what you go. You go and you tell them. And what it boils down to, you read the remainder of the book of Jeremiah. Ask Jim. Jim told wherever Jim is. Jim told me last week you just finished reading the book of Jeremiah. You read the whole rest of the book, and the rest of the message, rest of the book, in one way or another, boils down to this message. Keep sinning, and I'm going to judge you. Keep sin, keep sin in the camp, and I'm going to judge it. I want you to know something this morning. God still believes that. God still practices that. Sin in the camp brings judgment. You see the revelation uh, that he gave them. God is making it clear that, that the people of the Babylonian Empire would eventually do just that. They would circle around and come down from the north and invade. Take the children of Israel. Take the people of Judah. Take them hostage. You see the revelation provided. Then you see the reasons presented. Look in verse 16. He says, And I will declare my judgment against them, for all their evil in forsaking me, they've made offerings to other gods and worship the works of their own hands. In a nutshell, again, beginning in chapter 2, we have the text of Jeremiah's sermons. We have, beginning in chapter 2, what Jeremiah went out and preached based on this revelation. But in one simple sentence, God says, here is my claim. They have forsaken me, they've made offerings to other gods, and they have worshipped the works of their own hand. The people were blatantly practicing sin. They were worshipping their own works. They were living wicked lives. They were rejecting the commandments of God. You heard anybody in our society today say something along the lines, well, is that really what God meant? Did God really say that? Those kind of statements? Yes, He did. That's what He said. That's what He meant. When He said, Thou shalt not commit adultery, He meant, Thou shalt not commit adultery. There's no sub-points or exceptions to that rule. When He said, Love me with all your heart, mind and spirit. That's what he meant. You know, there's some passages in the Bible that when you look at them, they, they can make you go, hmm. There's some passages that we can read, and you and I, we, we can put three people in a room, they can read that passage, and they'd come up with five different opinions of what it meant. Yeah, you get into those yellow horses and bowls and trumpets, you can get, man, you can get an argument started. But you know, I, I can't imagine anything being much clearer than, for example, the Ten Commandments. I mean, thou shalt not lie. You shall have no other gods before me. You don't need to study Hebrew. You, don't, you barely need to be out of the first grade to get it. Matter of fact, I'll bet you we can take and teach that to preschoolers who can't read, and they'll get it. 
God's commands are clear, and yet the people of Judah chose to ignore it. They chose to forsake Him. They chose to break their covenant with Him. They chose to break their promise. God said, if you will be obedient, I will give you this land. They said, okay. God began to give them the land, then they broke their promise. Listen, God holds them to that standard. They had false worship. They rejected the Lord. We're gonna, again, we'll see next week in more detail how this plays out. But God says, Jeremiah, you go tell them. Sin always has a cost. Sin always has a cost. How many of you have ever heard that little saying? Sin will take you further than you wanted to go. It'll make you stay longer than you wanted to stay. And it'll cost you more than you wanted to pay. God always judges sin. And He tells Jeremiah, here's the reason. And He tells him what He's going to do. He tells him His response. He says to Jeremiah, But you, dress yourself for work. Arise and say to them, Everything that I command you, do not be dismayed by them, lest I dismay you before them. Put on your work clothes, he says, and go tell them what I said. Again, I can only imagine that last week when I said run for office and some of the other things I said about Christians standing up, there were some saying, that's a good idea. And I really think Archie ought to do it. Yeah, that's generally the way we do things. That's a great idea. I think he ought to do it. You know, that's really a, you know, I, I agree. You know, Kenny, I think you'd make a good county commissioner. Right? You know, that's the way we do things. You know, God says to Jeremiah, put on your work clothes. Get dressed. And you go tell them. And let, let, I want you to see that very clearly. That's a little phrase that's easy to read right by. You go tell them. You say the words I put in your mouth. Jeremiah, don't add to it. Don't take from it. You tell them what I said. You want to know what some of you are sitting there like, I, I, can, I, I know, I don't have to imagine. I know some of you last week said, not me. I don't know what to say. He says, you tell them the words I'd give you. You tell them what I've already told you. Jeremiah, you go and tell man that sin is always going to cost, but Jesus Christ died for your sin. Jeremiah, you go and preach the word. You go and tell man that sin, I'm going to judge it, that I hate it. You go and tell them what I say. He tells him in verse 18, he says, Behold, I make you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar, bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. He says, I'm going to give you reinforcement. I know this morning <clears throat> that there are people sitting here, there are people watching online who are saying, Oh, I can't do that. I will make you this day a fortified city, an iron pillar, bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, his officials, his priests, and the people. 
Jeremiah, you put on your work clothes. I got you back. Anybody in here, and I wasn't planning on doing this. You ain't got to, I, I don't need details. Just wonder if you slip your hand up in the air. Anybody in here ever been where Jeremiah was? You were outnumbered, you were outgunned, you were outsmarted, and yet when you opened up your mouth, God put the words in your mouth you needed to say. Anybody been there? I see a few hands around the place. Some of you just don't know. Or some of you just afraid to open your mouth. Listen, you open your mouth to stand up for the Lord. And he'll give you the words you need to say. He says, Jeremiah, I'm going to make you a strong city. You're going to stand up to the kings, the officials, the priests, the people, and you're going to do my work. Put on your work clothes and go to work. But then let's not overlook this last verse. You see the reaction. They will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you, for I am with you, declares the Lord, to deliver you. Jeremiah, you better put on your work clothes, because this isn't going to be easy. Jeremiah, this is going to be a battle. They're going to fight against you. They're going to come against you. You're going to try to tell them to repent, and they're going to fight you tooth and nail. They're going to tell you, we're not that bad. They're going to give you every excuse. They're going to make every accusation. They're going to call you every name. They're going to, they're going to, come, they're going to try to fight you physically emotionally, they're going to come against you with everything they've got. I'm not telling you it's going to be easy. But he reminds him again, how you like that sandwich? I'll make you a strong city. I'll, I'm going to fortify you against the kings, the officials, the chiefs, the priests, the, the uh, officials, the people. They're going to come against you. But then he ends that section by saying, but I'm going to go with you. I'm going to, what a sandwich. What a way to conclude it. Jeremiah, do you see the almond branch? When you see the almond branch, you know something's about to happen, don't you? When you see the almond begin to bud, when you see the flowers on the almond tree, you know it won't be long. Yeah, there'll be olives on the tree. And you won't be long till it's time to plant corn. And it won't be long till it's time for harvest when you see the bud on the almond tree. Folks, I'm telling you, I don't want to be a pessimist, an alarmist, but I'm telling you, in 2021, in the United States of America, the bud is on the almond branch. And if you can't see it, it's because you hadn't been out in the garden. The bud 
is on the almond branch. And there's about to be a harvest. God's people, the church of Jesus Christ, we've got to get outside of our walls, outside of our doors, go into our workplace, into our community, heaven help us, into our own families in many cases, and warn them. CD mentioned a while ago, and I know he's done it, I've heard him do it. Man, if you're in CD's family, you're going to hear about Jesus. You may not like it, but they're going to hear it, ain't they, CD? I'll never forget as long as I live. I've shared this with you before. One year, I remember it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. We were all gathered. When every, all my grandma, my great-grandma, the whole group was still living. All of them were gathered. And before we got ready to, it must be Christmas, because before we got ready to open presents, my great-grandma, she had to be in her 90s at that time, barely could get up. She got up on her walker and said, I got something I need to say. And she preached. I should have took notes. She laid down the law to her family. Children, grandchildren, the only great-grandchild she had at the time. She laid down the law and told her, you better get right with Jesus. Folks, one of the hardest things you'll do is see the almond branch in your own family. To see the almond branch in your own family. To see your own children, your own grandchildren. And to tell them, listen, what you're doing is sin. It's hard. I'll never forget one time, sitting there looking at the two Tommies over there. Skippy said something to me. I forgot what was going on, but he said something. And I said, well, Skippy, why don't you just fire them? And I, he says, because I have to go home and eat supper with their mama. <laughs> yeah, it's hard when it's family. It's hard when it's family. Jeremiah had to preach to his family. But folks, the almond branch was blooming. I want to tell you, when you look at the signs of the times that God lays out in his word, the almond tree is blooming. Matter of fact, I'm not so sure but what it had already bloomed. And there's nuts on the, on the tree just waiting to get right and be picked. I want to ask you to bow your heads this morning. I want to challenge you this morning to come and kneel and say, Lord, I see the almond branch. I see the blooms on the trees. And I can see the signs, and I know that it's almost time. I believe the return of Jesus Christ is so close, as my brother Phil Hoskins said, Gabriel standing somewhere licking his lips, just getting ready to blow. I believe it could be today. I see the signs. God, help me to put on my work clothes and go out and tell my family and friends and loved ones about Jesus. Tell them they need to repent because judgment is coming. There's a bawling pot already tipped over 
leaned our way. Listen, I, I know that's not popular preaching in today's world. We like to be told how everything's lovely and be patted on the head and told to smile and go out. And, but I'm telling you the truth this morning. I'm telling you the truth. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're watching online, you don't know Him personally, I'm telling you, the blooms are on the almond tree. Our time is short. Life is ebbing away. You could be standing before God by dark this evening. Do you know him personally as your Savior? If you don't, would you come and let me show you from his word how you can be saved today? Don't wait. Don't wait till next week. We're not promised next week. If you don't know him, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, would you come this morning? Christians, would you fall on your face and say, Lord, put on my, give me my work clothes. I'm ready to go to work. I'm ready to go to work. I see that boiling pot. I see that judgment that is looming. And I've got friends and family. I've got loved ones. That when that pot is poured out, they're going to die lost. They're going to die. And they're going to spend an eternity separated from you in a devil's hell. God, give me my work clothes so I can go preach the message. Father, we thank you today for your word. God, I thank you for allowing us to be here. I thank you for the sweet spirit we felt this morning in our music and our testimony as we've heard your word. God, we pray now that your spirit will move in and out uh, of the rose this morning, stir up in our hearts. God, Christians to commit themselves to putting on their work clothes. God, if there's one listening, watching online, one that's joining us here in this room today that doesn't know Jesus Christ, Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd stir in their heart. They would see that almond tree blooming. They'd see that pot boiling. They'd see that today is the day of salvation. We'll give you the honor for what you do in this house. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we stand together.